Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. I always wanted to. I always wanted to speak fluently. And in the six months that have been a part of this program, I've seen my Spanish accelerate more than it has in the 10 years of traveling back and forth to different Spanish-speaking countries. This week on the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, a conversation with Spanish Con Salsa Fluency Club member, Andrea Francini. Vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. The show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, queridos oyentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 137. Welcome to episode 137 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I am super excited to share this story with you today. I was able to sit down with Andrea Francini, who is a member of our Spanish Con Salsa Fluency Club. I have to admit that I always get inspired by hearing the stories of Spanish learners just like you who go from struggling with trying to figure things out, trying to figure out how to make progress for themselves to really finding that success that they were looking for. Andrea traveled back and forth to Central and South America for over a decade, and she never got beyond speaking survival Spanish. And this is even after she lived abroad and studied Spanish in university. She went from being overwhelmed learning Spanish on her own to consistently speaking the language every week and making measurable progress. 
In our conversation, we talk about the game changer that really helped her gain confidence speaking Spanish, her best tips and tricks for learning vocabulary and not immediately forgetting it. How many words and phrases have we learned? And then the next day or the next week, uh, we can't even remember and we have to learn all over again. So she shares how she approaches learning vocabulary so that it actually sticks and doesn't leave her brain. And we talk about the best way to implement an effective Spanish immersion program that doesn't require relocation. I know that you will be inspired by Andrea's story, so make sure you stick around all the way to the end of our conversation, and I'll let you know how you can join Andrea in the Spanish Con Salsa community if you are ready to accelerate your progress to Spanish fluency and take it to the next level. Here's my conversation with Andrea. Hola, Andrea. Bienvenida al podcast Learn Spanish Con Salsa. Gracias, Tamara. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien. Todo bien, como siempre. ¿Y tú cómo estás? Muy bien. Un poco ocupada hoy, pero muy bien. Sí, sí. Y gracias por tu tiempo hoy. ¿Y puedes contarnos un poquito de ti? Ah, sí. Soy de Estados Unidos. Vivo en Baltimore, Maryland. Trabajo aquí también. Feliz estar aquí. <laughs> Muy bien, gracias. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you are busy. And I wanted to talk to you on the podcast because, as you know, we are welcoming new members into the Spanish Con Salsa community, which you are a part of, one of our star members. So I wanted you to share a little bit about your experience in the membership, but also just about your experience learning Spanish, because most of our listeners are learning Spanish as well. And some people have different things that keep them from really gaining the confidence to speak and definitely feel like they're really far away from fluency. But before we sort of talk about the membership, I want to just know a little bit about you and why it is that you started learning Spanish in the first place. Why do you want to be fluent in Spanish? Oh, oh, that's a big question, but I'm happy to hear I'm a star member. I'm definitely dedicated. Um, I started traveling to Central and South America many, many years ago and had picked up Spanish along the way, but it, it never really got past that. When I would spend periods of time in Peru, that was where I, I've been to mostly, but all other countries, um, Mexico, Costa Rica, and Peru, muchos tiempos, I would be able to get around the, the longer I stayed. If I was there for two months, three months, but then it would go away. And I never really got past survival Spanish. <laughs> and um, I always wanted to. I always wanted to speak fluently. And I'm not there yet, but um, I feel like my experience in the group, in Spanish con salsa, in the seven months, six months, seven months that have been a part of this program, I've seen my Spanish accelerate more than it has in the 10 years of traveling back and forth to different Spanish-speaking countries. And part of that is because when I would study on my own or study in university, I wanted to learn everything. And there was just so much to learn and I couldn't make sense out of it all. Here, there, there's there's a roadmap, and there's lesson plans, and there's support. So, um, you know, I, I speak with Hayel 
every week. I have for six months. I also speak with Mary Bell in the group classes every week. They keep me on track. They keep me motivated. And they also can track my progression and see where I'm improving and where I need help. And also, I'm like, I've asked the same question to them five times. Maybe it's time to stop and really understand why I'm not understanding <laughs> the concept. So I think kind of a culmination of all of that has allowed me to really to progress. And um, I'm frustrated a lot. And sometimes I'm not. <laughs> But I think the biggest piece is... Um, the consistency. Yeah, that the consistency is important. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great plan and it like it gives you every tool that you need, but you have to do it. And um the lesson plans or the lessons are broke up that I can do 15 minutes in the morning before work and I've done my Spanish for the day. And often I'll do more in the evenings, but I know if I continue to do 15 minutes and I can get through a portion of a lesson in 15 minutes, which is great. So I have that sense of accomplishment every day. That's great. And I think that sense of accomplishment, that support is what helps you stay consistent, right? It's, it can be really difficult to learn a language to fluency. And I think sometimes people maybe underestimate that, right? Where they think, oh yeah, there's these websites that say you can get fluent in 30 days. I'll just do that. <laughs> and they don't realize that they have to put in the work. But on the flip side, I think people also can overestimate. Like they think, oh my God, I'll never get fluent. Like I'll never get there. There's so much to learn, like you said. But I like that you mentioned that you feel a sense of accomplishment every day if you just take that even a short amount of time, like 15 minutes, because you are making progress and that progress is what helps you stay consistent because now you're motivated. Oh, I finished that today. I can move on to tomorrow. If I can do more today, great. If I'm super busy today, I've done 15 minutes and that's enough. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've been able to stay motivated and be consistent and attending the group sessions because I think that's also really important because you have sort of the support of some other folks in the group. Can you talk a little bit about the group conversations? You mentioned that you attend the group conversations with Maribel, who's one of our coaches from Colombia. She lives in Medellin. Can you talk a little bit about your experience in the group and um, how that sort of helps you stay on track as well? Yes. Well, the group classes, they also go through the lessons. So I'm able to get kind of a second review of the, the lessons that I've already done. So that's really helpful. And, um, you know, it helps with listening comprehension as well as meeting people, you know, because you're in a group with people and by the second, third class, you all know each other's names. You all know about each other. I've had multiple conversations with different students outside of the group, you know, the container of group lessons where we've, you know, sometimes it's just to talk about the process in English and often it's to practice and actually practice our conversational skills together. And sometimes I'm speaking with people that are better than me and sometimes not as advanced as me, but it, it all evens out because we can help each other and they can help us. But I really like the group classes for the fact that I get that refresher and I get to know people in the group and we have a lot of laughs. And um, I know that I'm not in it alone, <laughs> yeah. which is great. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things, you know, 
I'm like, oh, I don't understand everything that the teacher is saying. And I kind of came to this conclusion that it's okay. It's part of learning. I don't have to understand everything that she's saying. As long as I'm listening actively, eventually I'm going to understand everything that she's saying. So I'm just waiting for that eventually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that mindset that just being okay with not understanding 100%. And I think we mistake how much we actually listen to and comprehend people even in our native language, right? Because even in English, because we're so familiar with it and so comfortable, we actually omit a lot of what someone is saying because we already are guessing what they're going to say. So we don't really need to listen as intently. And I think we don't realize that just because it's second nature to us, because it is our native language. We don't even know like when we're not listening, right? So active listening is really important because most people quite honestly just don't do it. We're multitasking. We're, t- we're trying to do 10 other things. We're checking our Facebook newsfeed. We're looking at Instagram, watching TikTok videos. We're we're driving, you know, we're talking to a friend, like we're trying to do too much. And I think that um, one of the downfall of like having so many apps and resources available for Spanish, one is great because there are so many resources, but the downfall of it is that people feel like that they can just multitask their way through, right? Oh, I'll just pull up this app and I'll just do Duolingo or I'll do, you know, one of the, I don't want to just point out Duolingo, but (laughs) it's just the most popular one, but any other app, right? It's people kind of think that they can just sort of you know, halfway uh, do it. But that active listening uh, part is a big part of, um, or a big component of improving listening comprehension. It's something that we, we do talk about a lot because um, a lot of people say, oh, I don't understand what people are saying. It's like, but you actually have to listen and not give up, right? A lot of people give up when the first word they don't understand and they get discouraged. But um, that's why I love what you said, just kind of hanging in there and being okay with the fact that, you know, you will miss a few things, but eventually if you kind of stay at it and you stay paying attention, then you will start to understand and, and ask questions, right? Ask questions, like you said, when you don't understand something, because that's what helps you learn, right? Someone will slow down a little bit um, when you're in a class. So that way, when you're in the real world, you can just have those conversations and not feel as intimidated. So I like that um, you've been having a good experience in the group class. Can you talk a little bit about what was your approach to learning Spanish before you joined Spanish Con Salsa? I know you mentioned you did a lot of traveling back and forth for about 10 years or so. And I mentioned this because a lot of people think that travel is the way to get fluent, right? Oh, I'll just go somewhere for three months and I will be fluent in Spanish if I just stay in Colombia for, for three months. Can you talk a little bit about um, sort of what you were doing before and kind of how that shifted after you joined? Well, I do have to say the Spanish that I did use while traveling, I know very well. Like it's so ingrained in me, which I appreciate, but I was not able to get fluent or even close to fluent traveling. I even did a three month immersion at one point and I did not come out fluent or even close. (laughs) And I know people say immersion is the key and I think it is maybe for a longer period than three months. I learned a lot on paper, but that's very different than speaking and listening. So um, in some ways, I do know a lot of Spanish, but until it comes out of my mouth or until I like hear it and can like viscerally understand it, it's just reading and writing skills, right? That was really frustrating and it gave me a foundation, but it didn't really take me to where I want to go. I think 
in a way, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent, but in a way this is an immersion because it's, it's part of your life. You're listening to songs. Like I have a playlist with all the songs that I've learned so far. And I listen to them regularly in my playlist. So that's like one way that I'm like getting that repetition. And like I said, the classes and the group classes and the private classes and also Quizlet, which a lot of the lessons, if you're new and you haven't or you haven't joined, you know, the insertion of Quizlet into the lessons, I ended up getting my own Quizlet account. I use it and I review every day. Like I'm about to go back and review like six months ago. And every time I have a Spanish class and I learn a new word, I put it in Quizlet. So I actually have like lists of like new words from class with Mary Bell last week, you know? And I think that's different than hearing a word once and then trying to like navigate a language with all these words coming at you. It's like you have time to kind of sit down with it. I mean, you have to like plan it though. You know, it's like, I'm going to take these words. I'm going to put them in Quizlet and I'm going to review them every day until I have them. And then I'm going to use them with my teachers. <laughs> and I think that kind of is the difference. You know, it's like I could, I could be in an immersion and have a conversation with somebody on the street, but I might not see them again. They might not know where I am in my process where it's different. You know, I have a team of teachers that know where I am and I can be like, hi, Elle, I learned these five words. Can we use them in sentences? Tell me if I have it right. So I think that's the difference is just feedback. There's a lot of conversational feedback, not just testing feedback. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's really the approach is, you know, our approach has always been conversational. Um, and for people who are very used to like uh, testing and like, oh, but what I know, am I like, how do I get to level B2? And, you know, I want to take an exam. You know, of course, we help you learn the things you need to learn that, you know, that would qualify you for those levels. But the real test, I think, like you said, is important is actually being able to use that Spanish in a conversation in your daily life um, and creating your own immersion environment. It sounds like what you've done is you've made it a non-negotiable that this is something you're going to do and that you are incorporating it into your daily life, which is, I think, the best form of immersion, right? There's a lot of stress involved with travel, especially now. But, you know, if, if you just go drop yourself off in a, in a country, you've got to deal with adapting to that. Sometimes there's a shock involved with it, adjusting to the culture. You're just not generally as comfortable when you're traveling. And I think people forget that. Yeah, you know, if you stay there for a long period of time, you might uh, develop more comfort, but then you also start to develop homesickness as well, right? So there's all these other stressors and that stress actually makes it harder for you to remember things. That stress actually makes it harder for you to learn because once that part of our brain is turned on, right, is lit up, the stress uh, factors in our brain, the learning part shuts down, right? It's like fight, flight, or freeze. I need to be safe before I can sit here and pontificate about grammar, right? <laughs> so I think people discount that um, That sometimes they just kind of look at the, the bright side of it. And I think travel is great. I love to travel too. Um, I think travel can be very immersive, but I think when it comes to learning, it's much better to immerse yourself when you're in a comfortable environment. And that's really what we try to create with the community too. You know, having that familiarity with our team, knowing that you can rely on people each and every week and you can talk to people and don't feel like, oh my God, I made a mistake and someone's gonna laugh at me, right? 
I know our team, we're all kind of, we're a little bit goofy. I will say that. <laughs> so sometimes we are, there are lots of jokes and uh, things and the lessons, but all that really does help just kind of make you comfortable because if you're not comfortable, it doesn't matter how much Spanish, you know, it's not going to come out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you've been incorporating that into your schedule. And I do want to ask you a question because um, one of the things I'm also big on as a language coach, it's like you have to set goals, right? Um, and I'm, I'm curious about how you felt about that in the beginning, sort of going through that goal setting process and sort of what was your initial goal when you came through that? Just kind of give give some feedback about how you felt about that process. Yeah, well, I, I, I still struggle with goal setting. You know, it's an ongoing process, but I definitely came in with the goal to speak Spanish. And one thing that you said was like, if that's your goal, you're never going to reach it. You know, you said that in some way in some podcasts, like it's too big of a goal. So I'm constantly in this um, kind of play of having to chunk down because I'll, I'll make these small goals. And then over time, they'll get bigger and bigger and bigger because I get more confident. And then I get to this point where it's like, okay, it's time to chunk down again. So I think... One of the best ways that I do that is, and part of the thing is I do have a private session a week. I do commit to that. And I know not everybody can or has the time or has the resources, but I, ju I just kind of put that in as a non-negotiable. And um, one of the things that you do when you sign up is put the lesson that you're working on. So, you know, I might have for three weeks, I'm still working on, you know, indirect and direct pronouns. And I think that's kind of helps me set these goals. So I'm not all over the place, but I'm still struggling with that, yes, setting focus. the goals and not getting ahead of myself. And just, you know, like this week, my goal is to start to review lessons on Quizlet and just see how much I've retained, but I'm getting better at it. Yes, the review part is important because like you said, if you just sort of learn something once, it won't stick. And I think conversations are the best context to do that review and doing it on your own and then using what you learn. Um, that's just the sort of kind of like a virtuous circle, right? Like it just sort of helps you continue to improve. Mm -hmm. So yes, goal setting is something that I know a lot of people find intimidating. That's why I wanted to ask you about it because some people kind of go, oh, well, I just want to, I just want to learn something. I just want to talk, right? Yeah. And they don't take the time to sit down and think about what am I going to do this week, right? What am I going to do next week? What is my goal for the next 90 days? Because that's a more realistic time frame uh, to set a goal for where you can actually see results. Yeah. So just a few more questions for you, Andrea, before I let you go. I'm curious to know, what do you feel has been your biggest improvement um, in your Spanish since you joined Spanish Con Salsa? I think getting over the fear of speaking. I'm, again, I'm not completely, I still get a little twinge in my stomach when I have to speak. But um, because I have so many opportunities to speak in the week with somebody from the group or a teacher or a coach, you know, it's really helped me kind of get over the fear of speaking without kind of um, knowing what I'm going to say before I say it. Just speaking like I would in English. And though I can't, obviously can't speak like I can in English, I'm not like 
you know, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Is it going to come out right? You know, I just have practice saying it and then I get feedback. And I think it's really fun too to um, kind of learn how to speak even if you don't know all the words. I think that's one of the things that um, has been really helpful. It's like if I don't know how to say it like I would in English, take what I know in Spanish and say it anyway, even if it's not how you would think in English. So it's been like changing the way I think <laughs> and make sentences. That is a very important skill. Yeah, that's a very important skill because we're not always going to have the same vocabulary, right? English, we've been learning our whole life and we know thousands of words. In Spanish, we probably know a few thousand, but definitely not as many <laughs> as we know in English. So that will come up and you'll have to be able to navigate situations where you can't just fall back to English and go, oh, you know what I mean, right? You have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to actually move forward with the words you know and like try to ask questions or, or try to describe something without the words so that you can um, give someone an idea of what you're talking about. So that's a very important skill and you really don't get good at it unless you practice it. I um, mean, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of that practice. So that's a very valuable skill to have. And I also like that you said that, you know, even though you still have a little twinge in your stomach, like a little bit of butterflies that you still speak anyway, you've gotten over that fear. And it made me think about public speaking. Now, some people say, oh, that's like their biggest fear, public speaking, right? But people that speak in public all the time will tell you that they still get nervous before they go up on stage. You can't see it because you're like, oh my gosh, this person is the most confident speaker. They speak all the time. But they either have a ritual that they perform before so to get them in the right state, or they just have come to realize that they're going to have that little bit of nervousness. They're going to feel the butterflies. But instead of interpreting it as nervousness, as fear, they interpret it as excitement. And now I'm ready to do this thing that I know is going to challenge me. So I love that you have been able to push past that fear and realize and just get comfortable with the fact that you are going to feel a little bit nervous, right? Especially if you spent most of your day in English, um, you live most of your life in English and these immersion opportunities you're creating for yourself, they're really a time for you to kind of like switch your brain, right? <laughs> into, into Spanish mode. Like, so it sometimes it does take that adjustment, like, you you know, jumping from one thing to the next to get into, oh yeah, I do know this, right? You have to kind of like give yourself that transition time. So I love that you said that. I love that you've been able to get over that fear of speaking. And I just look forward to continuing to see you develop and grow. I've been impressed by your progress. Our team has given me great feedback about you as well. They say, oh yeah, you have to talk to Andrea because she's really committed and been consistent. Um, and that's really what it takes. So I want to commend you for your commitment to yourself and your own goal and moving forward and staying committed at a time when, you know, it's been hard for a lot of people to stick to goals. So I mm -hmm. think that you've been able to do that is, is commendable. Um, and I congratulate you on your progress so far. And I guess my last question for you would just be if you had a friend that was learning Spanish, they were struggling with it, or, you know, you, you met someone and they said, oh, you know, you speak Spanish. You, your Spanish is pretty good. Um, what do you do to learn Spanish? And you told them about Spanish con salsa. And they were like, well, I'm not really sure if I want to join that. That sounds, I don't know. What would you, what would you tell them to sort of get them off the fence to say, you know what, this will actually help you. This is what you need to do. Yeah, that, that's a good question because I have um, told friends about it and, um, I think that question kind of has two parts to it. One is my progress is going to show them if it works. So I'm committed to my progress. Also, you know, 
I kind of just tell people because I know a lot of people struggling to learn Spanish. And I say struggling because they've been wanting to for 10 years, eight years, nine years. And, um, you know, I just tell them it's like, you know, this is Tamara has done the work for you. Like you have to do the work, but like the plans there, the lessons are there. The, the support network is there. The team is there. I'm there. Like we could actually be speaking in Spanish together if we, we know what we're both learning. You know, it's hard to have a conversation with somebody who's kind of learning independent right now at this stage, learning independently and you're following a plan. Like it's just so much easier if you're like, well, let's have a conversation about this song we're learning or something from the lesson. I don't really have an example off the top of my head. So I would just tell them to, you know, set goals and learn and join and come be a part of the fun because I really have noticed progress. And I would also just tell anyone like really just slowing down and hearing yourself speak and taking chances. Like I say things all the time that may be completely wrong but I say them anyway because I might be right because I've been listening to Spanish for so long. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go for it. And if I get it right, great. If I get it partially right, great. And if I get it wrong, at least I know. So that's kind of my approach is just get out there and do it. And, um, but I would definitely, and I have told a lot of my friends about this program. And I really hope that um, they start to join when it opens up because it would be great to have some of my friends on here and, you know, we can learn together and uh, finally do what we've been speaking, wanting to do for a really long time, and that's speak Spanish with confidence. That is great. So I want to thank you for your time. Before you go, I have one last question. <laughs> <laughs> Promise this time. Okay. ¿Cuál es tu canción favorita de, de los cursos de Spanish con salsa? So what's your favorite song so far? <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, that's hard. Partly because I forget names of songs. But, um, well, I love the Mark Anthony songs because I could really understand him. Like, he speaks so clearly. But, okay, so I'm not going to give you one song, but I really did not know Pachata before starting with Spanish Con Salsa, and I really do like Pachata now. And I like... Um, Joan, his last name starts with an S. Ah, John Soriano. John Soriano. I really like him. And uh, Hayel laughs at me because his voice, she's like, his voice sounds like a child. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she asked me that in class and she's like, starts laughing. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> and I forget the name of the song. I'm sorry. The song that we have in the course by John Soriano, correct? It's in the level in... one course. Que pasa la mañana. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> que pasa la mañana. Me gusta mucho. Que pasa la mañana. What's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Muy bien. Entonces, muchísimas gracias, Andrea. Thank you so much for your time and for joining me on Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. Y nos vemos en la membresía. Gracias. Gracias. 
I hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you learned something that you can put into practice right away to help you be more effective at learning the Spanish language and, of course, using what you learn in the real world to have conversations with native speakers in the Spanish language. As promised, I wanted to let you know how you can join the Spanish Consalsa Fluency Club if you are curious about what is it that's working for Andrea and how can you follow the same path. Just go to SpanishConsalsa.com slash join. You'll find all of the details about our different options for how you can become a part of of the Spanish Guan Salsa community and our fluency club. As Andrea mentioned, there are opportunities for you to connect with accountability partners, to practice speaking Spanish with native speakers and other Spanish learners. And of course, it's Spanish Guan Salsa. So we are always uh, learning with music and improving each and every week. We provide coaching support. We check in with you. We make sure that you're making progress. We help you get over any roadblocks because we know life happens, right? Think about the beginning of 2021 when you were like, I'm going to do all of these things because it's a new year. And now can you believe it's August already? (laughs) And how far have you gotten towards each one of those goals? Now, I hope you make progress on some, but if you're not where you want to be yet with your Spanish, come and join us. We'll help you accelerate and get focused on your progress so that before 2021 is over, you will have something that you can look back on and say, you are able to accomplish and that you are speaking Spanish with much more confidence, much more fluency and fluidity, and that you are happy with where you are and where you're going on your journey to Spanish fluency. So now is the time to take action. We are closing the doors on Thursday, August 19th, and we will not reopen the membership again until 2022. So if you want to make progress, now is the time to act. SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. That's SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. Now, if you're listening to this after August 19th, 2021, still go to that same link, SpanishConSalsa.com slash join, and there will be an opportunity for you to sign up for our wait list, and you'll be the first notified when we open the doors again. But I really encourage you to take that next step. As I end out every single episode, I always say, I hope that something you heard today has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Well, now I'm asking you to take the next step. Join the Spanish Consalsa Fluency Club and let us help you start speaking Spanish with confidence. SpanishConSalsa.com slash join. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Consalsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.